If you're looking to buying a new home or selling your home, please go see Legacy Realty Group Remax Vantage and speak to Valdir Baptista Korea, real estate agent at 508-441-1628. His email is Realtor at gmail.com. His motto is your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. That's Valdir Korea at 508 441 1628. You can buy a home or you can sell the one you have. But see this guy. Like he says, your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. Today's guest is Joe Varela, lifelong friend, New Bedford boxer, and uh, I am very, very happy and honored to have him on this podcast. Um, it's It's been a long time coming. He should have been one of my first guests, but he's definitely not the last, man. Well, I can tell you this, Charlie, thank you very much. I'm honored, and it's a pleasure to be here. All right, good, good, man. It uh, family's good. My family's good. The wife still loves me. Mm-hmm. Kids love me the most. You know, my I'm, I'm in a good place in my life right now. My family, my grandkids, wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. Would not change it for the world. Now you had a new grandkid what, yeah, this year, right? I got this one, like five months old. You know, yeah. Nolan. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's he's coming along there, little chubby. Good. You know, Papa's boy. You hey. know, so yeah, I'll get chubby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of chubby, remember. Uh, Remember the days when you got inspired for uh, boxing? You had mentioned about you being a little chubby kid. I, was, I don't know if you know about My family came from the Cave of Islands. Mm-hmm. I came to this country at six years old. And uh, I was skinny when I came to this country. Uh, for some reason, with the food and the eating and no activity, you know, I gained a lot of weight. Uh, I was up at one point, I think at junior high, I was at 210, 215. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids picked on me, made fun of me. And, you know, I was a fighter. You know, so yep. I was always fighting. And I remember you in the Gorm School in I think you were one grade or two grades ahead of me. I was always in trouble. I was always into fights before school, after school. Uh, I remember one time I got into a fight with this girl. I started beating her up. Mm-hmm. I regret that day today. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I regret that day. But every day I would get into a fight. Every morning before school, I get into a fight. Sometimes the afternoon, I get into a fight. I was in the third grade, and guys in the fourth and fifth grade were afraid of me. Didn't know why. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a fat kid. They made fun of me. So, the only way that I can fix that was to fight. So I will fight everybody for no reason. Yeah. Somebody called me fat or fat Albert, mm-hmm. you know, take me off and I start fighting. And because I had broken English back then, they make fun of me because I was born in Cape Verde. Yeah. So they made fun of me. So I was constantly fighting, constantly. Um, I know when I went to junior high, Roosevelt, uh, got my first day at uh, Roosevelt, I started fighting. <laughs> I got spent three days Mm-mm. from Roosevelt. I forgot the principal name there. And then eventually my father and mother bought a house in the West End. Uh, went to uh, Keith Middle School. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first day at Keith Middle School, I go to a fight. <laughs> <laughs> first day, first day, and I'll never forget his name, Kyle Watkins. I don't know if you remember that name. Yeah, I remember Kyle. Kyle Watkins, for some reason, we're in the hallway. 
started making fun of me, calling me fat. So I'm going to beat you up outside after school. I said, like, okay, I don't know you, but we're going to fight. After school, there's Kyle who wants to fight. Well, let me tell you, Kyle had made a bad idea. Mm -hmm. It was a bad decision. <laughs> it was a bad decision. So I started well, beating, up John, beating up on Kyle. You know? And I don't remember this one gentleman. His name was Buddy. He was a police officer. Mm -hmm. Ball-headed. I, I, I think he passed away. So Buddy that day said, you know, kid, you want to fight? Took me to the boys' club. Yeah. Drop me off. Call my father. Listen, your son is at the boys' club. I thought, what is it called boys' club for? You learn how to fight. Yeah. My intention of fighting was to fight, become a boxer. My intention of fighting was to learn how to fight, and fight more kids, beat them mm -hmm. up. You know. But let me tell you, meeting Mister Vincent changed my whole life around. Yeah. Because I was in the process. I, I didn't do nothing bad. I didn't steal, do drugs, mm -hmm. or sold drugs, or even smoke. I was a fight. I was always fighting. And I think because I was fat, and kids made fun of me. I fought a lot. You yeah. Know? And uh, buddy had taken me to the boys and goes, "Kid, you want to fight? That's where you want to fight." So put me in the car. Took me to the boys' club and took me to Mr. Vincent. Sat down with Mr. Vincent. Mr. Vincent said, tomorrow you'll be here for 3 o'clock. Right, well, went to boxing, right? My intention of boxing now wasn't, wasn't to be a boxer. Yeah. It was to fight, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, to get to more fight and fight. After a while, Mr. Vincent, can I get in the ring as far? Nope. Heavy bag. Okay. A couple of weeks later, Mr. Vincent, can I get in the ring and fight? Nope. Speed bag. Mm -hmm. Mr. Vincent, no, you're not ready. I'll tell you when you're ready. I'm thinking, and I've been there for a few weeks. I'm going to beat somebody up. Yeah. You know, thinking I know everything, right? <laughs> and I remember Mr. Vincent put, Joe, you ready? I'm ready, Mr. Vincent. So I'm all excited. And he puts me against this kid, Steve Miranda. Steve Miranda. Steve Miranda, yeah. yes. Uh, young kid, thin. I think at the time was 100 pounds, mm -hmm. soaking wet. Yeah. And here I am, 20 pounds. I'm outside losing weight. This guy beat the crap out of me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I was going to a punch, Put about five, four punches into my face. Mm -hmm. Slap me. Every time I keep back and point me and moving, I can't catch this guy. This guy whooped me that day. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Vincent thinking, I'm not coming back next day. Yeah. I came back. <laughs> I went back. And I went back and I went back. And I was with Mr. Vincent for 11 years. We won six Golden Glove titles in New England, uh, two, two ABFs, um, two regional championships. The man changed my life. Yeah, Mr. Vincent changed my life. I didn't just learn boxing from Mr. Vincent. I learned how to become a man, how to respect people, uh, how to endure pressure mm -hmm. you know, from other people. And uh, just all around, Mr. Vincent kind of raised me in that sense. Yeah. I had a great mom and dad, my mother and father, hardworking, you know, raised seven kids, to, you know, seven kids. Well, I did very well. But uh, I needed Mr. Vincent in my life when he came to my life. And boxing became a part of me. And um, I was, uh, uh, I followed Mr. Vincent for 11 years, numerous Golden Glove titles, ABF titles, regional titles with Mr. Vincent. I then turned pro after the um, 88 Olympics. I was hoping for the Olympics myself and my uh, co-partner was Ray Oliveira. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where we're headed. Yeah. Unfortunately, I hurt my back in training and my Olympic dreams were gone. So in 88, I asked Mr. Vincent, listen, I'm going to turn pro because I'm not going to wait for the next Olympic. Mr. Vincent wanted me to hold off. Mm -hmm. You know, for the next Olympic, which I would have been 23 at the time, which at the time, you know, I wasn't thinking that way. I asked Mr. Vincent, I didn't turn I want to like turn pro. He was against, uh, in a sense, me turning pro so young because I was 20 years old. But he goes, Joe, if that's what you want, you know, then I'm going to send you away to somebody who knows how to do professional boxing. Even though Mr. Vincent knew no, no boxing, yeah. professional boxing was different. Who did he send you to? He sent me to Freddie Roach. 
All right. Yep. Yep. He seemed very much alive. He did very, very well. You know, I never got an opportunity to uh, uh, fight for a title. But uh, as a pro, I was 24 wins, six losses, with 14 knockouts, one draw. Um, met a lot of people in boxing. Boxing became my life. And at one time, I thought this was all this all I had was the boxing. Mm-hmm. You know, at a point in my life when it was a tragedy, my opponent passed away. Um, I mean, uh, the fighter, uh, the fighter in me lost something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we tried again. I came home. I said, Joe, if you want to stop boxing, stop now. Don't ever come back to the gym unless you're going to train. I said, Miss Missy, it's not out of my blood yet. Yeah, I got to give it a shot. So I had a fight, uh, Manfredo. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Rhode Island, you know, it should have been an easy fight, but I held back. I didn't want to hit this guy, yeah, because the last guy I hit didn't make it. This guy was right in front of me, made for me, and I fell back and I held back. Unfortunately, he beat me on a split decision, uh, a round decision. <clears throat> right then and there, I knew that boxing for me was done because if you look at an opponent and you don't want to hurt him, yeah, time to back off and jump out of the wings. And when I didn't want to hit this guy, I knew, okay. That strive and that hunger, that my animal instincts was gone. I didn't want to hit another man, you know. Uh, and that's when I said, Joe, you're done. This is a fire, you know. And uh, and to this Mr. Vespasian, you know, he was always there for me, you know. And I was very fortunate to have him in my life. Another two individuals who helped Mr. Tim was, you know, Lou Lima, who's also passed away, yeah. was one of my trainers. Don Lachabal, who I'm still close to today, who's um, like my father figure. But, uh, Boxing not only taught me how to fight, but it taught me how to be persistent, mm-hmm. hardworking, respectful. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people do the boxing. Some of them are still part of my life today. You know, even my manager that um, that uh, managed me as a pro, we're still good friends today. He was good to me. You know, he didn't feed me to the wolves. The guy that I had as a trainer, as a manager, uh, unfortunately, didn't know the boxing aspect of boxing, mm-hmm. so he didn't know how to maneuver me. Into the professional professional ring, um, but my record, I thought maybe you know I was going to get a chance at a world title yeah. or a United States title. Never got one, but I was okay with it. You know when I stepped out, uh, I'm very fortunate. You know, uh, had a good job now. I work for the Briscoe House Correction. Uh, two girls, four grandkids, loving my life. You know, and for them, I wake up every morning. I go to work and make sure that I come home and see them. Yep. You know? so, so my life's been quite interesting. You know. It has, and I had, I mean, watching you, following you uh, over the years, I'm, first, I'm proud of you. Thank you very um, much, Alex. And, Thank you. And uh, it, we all have our own fate, and and through it all, your boxing career was decided yeah. where it began and where it ended. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what? And where it ended also led to what you have at home. And all your family, and and so you now you can have a better understanding of, all right, God's plan was for me to stop now, so I can work on my family, yeah, yeah, and uh, and look, and look at me now. Like I said, I I wouldn't change my family for the world. No, love them. I know they love me. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, my stepdaughter just got her RN. Very proud of her. Yes, my daughter will be continuing school in January. She's also going for nursing. I got beautiful grandkids, man. Like I said, my world, my world is full. You know, mm-hmm. my world with my job. After, like I said, I work for the Bristol House Correction. I've been there for twenty years. You know, it's a good job, good pay. Um, it's also good benefits. You know, and it's allowed me to do things that you know help my family out. So I've been, I've been very grateful, 
I'm very lucky in my life. Like I tell a lot of guys, I didn't make a million dollars in boxing, you know what? But I gained from boxing more than money, you mm -hmm. know? And the, the money that I made, you know, I was lucky. My manager took all my money and put it away. So when I decided to stop boxing, I had a big chunk of change. Good. I was able to buy a home, mm -hmm. you know, help my parents off for a little while. So I'm very fortunate, you know? Unfortunately, a lot of fighters who step into the ring and when they step out, they got nothing in their hands. Yeah. They come out with nothing, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I didn't want to be one of those fighters where, you know, I'm getting punched to the head, training for all the for the fight, and come out with nothing. I was very and fortunate. Every everybody, and 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 the thing is, the one thing we we know is that people start taking. Oh, yeah. People, let's see, we got a comment here, Joe, for you. Right. Let's see, that still that his trainer was uh, Freddie Roach, which is, you know what, it speaks for itself. You yeah. know, yeah. dude is. Uh, well, it's iconic, yeah. Well, yeah iconic, and, yeah. yeah. And and you you yeah. you gotta you gotta appreciate that yeah. because look how many people probably you know were in line and waiting to get trained by him. Didn't, didn't get up to any. And look yeah, how many took, fights you had. Yeah, with him. Yeah, with him. Yeah. Yeah, with him yeah. yeah, He was he's a hell of a trainer. I said today, Freddie Rose probably one of the better uh, best trainers in the world today. Uh, if anybody's a boxing fan, he's on every major card. Every one of his uh, fighters on a major card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao is his. Uh, is his, uh, he's trained by Freddie Roach. I've had the opportunity to spar with Virgil Hill, another fighter, mm -hmm. world champion, Freddie Roach. Marlon Stalin from Connecticut. Yep. Freddie Roach trained him. I was also able to step in the ring with these guys and do a lot of sparring with these individuals. Uh, they are more expensive than I did. You know, Some of them were heavier than I was, but I, I stood my ground and did it very well against them at the gym. And in fact, I think that I sparred with Marlon Stalin for the four, four of his last fights before he retired, mm. you know? So I was on it. I was on it. I spot guys like uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, um, you know, Iron Barkley, mm -hmm. those type of individuals. So I stepped in the ring with some of the best of them. Uh, so I, when I, are you going to write your book? When are you going to do your book, man? We'll sit down. Yeah, we'll sit down. I go, I go, and, you know, I, I, enjoy my, I enjoy my life now. Um, yeah. I write poetry. I, mm -hmm. I told you yes. I write poetry. I'm a lover of poetry. I like to write poetry. Yes. Um, yeah. We can so like do a book of that too, man. <laughs> you know me. I got my yeah. my 15 or so. You yes, know, and, uh, is, huh? we, nice work. Yeah, we we yeah. definitely got to put your book in in yeah. in hard in a in a hard cover, yeah. so it could be on your shelf, yeah. especially for your grandchildren yeah. to look at later. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so it's a passion of mine. I'm glad that I picked it up. Our poetry, you know, it's yeah. it's a passion. Um, and back to boxing, I mean, my poetry also comes a lot from boxing, the aspects of, you know, being being focused on something mm -hmm. and going and get it, you know. I never knew I was a poet, poet, uh, poetry yeah. after I saw boxing. Mm -hmm. Time I had, like, okay, I'll go to work, come home. What am I doing? I'm not yes. a big television watcher. So I sat down and put my words on paper, Good. you know. Good. And I've gotten better where, you know, it's poetry. That's how I gained the love of my wife. That's it, huh? you know. I throw, a little, throw some words there. Oh, now, now we, we, how'd you give it to her? You know, you recite it, you put it on paper. I put, on paper. I right. put on paper, I wrote, I put it on paper. I think that she was a good catch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, she called me though. You know? so That's right, she called me. You know? so she asked I, me to marry her, and yeah. I said, Oh, geez, why not? You know? yes. And I had known my wife since I was a kid going to school, you know, in high school, never bothered, but we made up again. Thirty years later, here yeah. we are married. You know, it was that talent show that did it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, talent show was nineteen eighty-eight, I think it was. Yeah, I won a talent show in Buffett. Yeah, everybody thought I was crazy. I yeah. wasn't going to do it, so I did. I did. 
Uh, sure. I wish I had that tape. Yeah. Oh, well, I got the tape, but they'll, I got the tape for the show, but nobody's going to confirm it to DVD. Mm-hmm. You have to send it away so they can do it. I wish I would have brought that. You know? Yeah. But I'm going to still work on it. Right. There's a lot of guys that were on that talent show wants the video. Yeah. No one has that. No Vernon Gilmet. Yeah. You know, yeah. he talked about it. And and the thing was, is he, he had it. Did he? And yeah. he let someone borrow it. If yeah. I remember the story correctly. Uh-huh. And yeah. now it's gone forever, you know. I so think, I think it's the only copy. Yeah. I'm going to make that copy and spread it out to the guys that were in that we're gonna, talent show. We're going to, um, um, actually, by the way, everyone, we're here at the communal space here on uh, Union Street, 246 Union Street, New Bedford, Mass. Um, and it's just a great, great venue, great organizer here, Lionel Walker, my man. He's doing great things for the city of New Bedford. And um, without a doubt, he had uh, you know, offered us to, to use this space. We're using it and utilizing it. But I also want to pass it on that you all should utilize it. As you see, the fine artwork behind us very very quality work you know and there's so many things that you can do here so reach out to them i know they have a facebook page um and uh and the name is right there on the right in the screen right there you know just please please reach out to the site utilize it we have so many resources here in the city of new bedford that need to be utilized including this place all right, so Joe, I, I wanted to ask you about training. Yeah, is right. that something you ever thought about doing? I thought about it. I thought of many times. I, I gave it off for a little while at the boys' club, but uh, it was tough because I find that maybe it's me, but the new generation not committed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like them. When I was a kid, I wanted to jump in the ring and start throwing punches at the other guy. Yeah, that's not how it goes. Boxing doesn't work that way. It's a process with training, teaching. Um, you know. It's not just going and throwing a bunch of punches. How did you see Wilson's fight? I didn't see Wilson's fight. Young kid fight. from the... No, oh, I didn't see... Man. I read about it. He did well. He did outside, yeah. everything, man. Yeah, I like read the about old it. days. Was it? Yeah. Like, like I didn't so. see the fight. I read about it. Yeah. He did very well. Oh, football field, remember? Yeah. All uh, the fights that Bucky used uh, to... And man, Vincent yeah. used to talk about yeah. out there. And, Andrew uh, McCoy tournaments, you know, the, the boxing at the sergeant fields. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me let me talk to you about one person here. Um, Javi Lammers. All right. Um, I, I, I had, we did an interview, me and uh, Toby Richards, you know, um, a while back, and I wanted to write a book. I started writing it. I still have it. And uh, I wanted to write a book about Javi. And during that interview, he said that, he says that, um, you know, boxing was, it was, it was, it was something that I liked doing, but it was a job. Yeah. So he said he used to spar six days out of a week. Pretty much. To get money yeah. to bring home to his wife so he could feed the family. <laughs> that was back when. How, that was back then. <laughs> wow, well, 50s. 50s, yeah. 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 So, and and back then in New Bedford, they say that there was a, a there was a gym mm. every few blocks away. You know, there was always somewhere to train. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. from north end to south end. Yeah. And uh, so he said that he could go in different gyms and mm. train. Yeah. Get paid for the spa match and then. Off and running, you know. And uh, I mean, when you're looking at the 50s and 40s, a lot of fighters, or a lot of people, whether they were fighters or not, would jump into the ring and spot somebody just to get paid. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, some of them are punch drunk today. Yes. I'm not gonna say punch drunk, brain damage, you yeah, know, because of it. Um, I was fortunate, you know, 16 years fighting, I was very lucky. 
And the funny thing about me, when I stopped fighting, for the first time in my career, I broke my nose. Yeah. In a car accident. Broke my nose, broke some teeth. Like 16 years of fighting, never broke my nose. Yeah. Never broke my teeth. In the car. The year that I stopped boxing after that car accident, busted teeth and a busted nose. Jesus wow. Christ, that was crazy. Yeah? 16. But I promised my mom that if she was going to allow me to fight, to go boxing, you know, that I wouldn't come home cut because she would say, if you come my house and you're bleeding, mm-hmm. the, you're done. I said, I'm, I'm back in my mother. <laughs> Let me go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and even Buddy had to come over and try to convince my mother wow. to let me go to the gym. And my mother's all said, no, no kid of mine's going to get punched in the head. Mm-hmm. No way. And I begged her. I begged her. Ma, I promise you that if I stop boxing, you know, I'll never get cut. I'll never cut broken nose. And you never have And you know something? I kept that promise. Today I stopped fighting. Never broke my nose. Never got cut. No, mm-hmm. you know, like and, Ali, you want to stay pretty, right? I stay pretty. <laughs> no, I promise. I made my mom. Mm-hmm. Mom, I will never get cut. Never break my nose. Never did. And and I did that for sixteen years. I made a promise to her, and uh, I kept it. You know, I yeah. was very fortunate. Uh, a lot of fighters come out boxing. A lot of scar tissue, busted nose, and like I said, the funny thing is, the year that I stopped boxing, I get into a car accident. I broke my nose and busted my teeth. Wow. First year. Yeah. But, hey. When when you had a, when did you think you had it in boxing? And you know, when did Mr. Vincent tell you you had it? Mr. Vincent was the first one to say, Joe, enough. Yeah, right. he, was, he told me to step back because you don't want to do that anymore. I, said that, I felt like I didn't want to hurt nobody anymore, you know, Charles. No, but what, back on the early stages, yeah. when, when did he finally say, Joe, you have it? I'm going to put you. You know, I, it took, I want to tell you something. It took me three months in the gym, in the bag, jump rope, and speed bag, mm-hmm. before he allowed me to step in the ring. And I'm who, thinking, who was the older guys in the, in the, in the, on the boxing team? Uh, that time was Henry Covey. Yep. Uh, uh, there was Jimmy Perry. Yep. Ricky Gonzalez. Bobby Ramos, God rest his soul. Danny Dyes, God rest his soul. Yep. These are the guys I was looking up to. I was only being a kid. Okay. Watch fight. And of course, Sandra McCoy. Yes. You know. Unfortunately, I I met Andre McCoy, and the following week he was passed. He had yeah. passed from the car. So I really never got to know Andre McCoy. I knew they were helping in the gym. Had to you know, throw my punches in the bag, in the speed bag. He was helping out. And uh, the week that he passed, I was never saying, like I said, I was just trying to build a relationship to Andre, and I was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never really knew Andre that well, but growing up, listening with Andre, I see some of his amateur fights through Mr. Vincent. You know? I wish that he was still around. Yeah. You know? God rest his soul as well. But uh, uh, I've always mimicked him in boxing. My boxing style because Mr. Vincent talks so highly of Andre. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the slipping, you know, the bobbing weave. You know? Yeah. So uh, Mr. Vincent, you know, kind of taught me in the same brand as Andre, you mm-hmm. know. And um, because of that, I was very successful. Who was a tall kid? Tall, uh, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. West End kid, Andre's best friend. He had a quick jab. I think it was a lefty. Uh, wasn't Danny Dias? No, no. This was he was taller than Andre. Was he? Yeah. Hmm. Like complexion, he wore glasses. Yeah. What's his name? I I, I don't remember Charlie. Oh my god! I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, folks. Um, but he, he was good. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. said that he was he, he was definitely, if if not, he was capable of yeah, surpassing yeah. anything Andre did. He just didn't have that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so. Uh, you know, Buffett. Buffett has a lot of good fighters from this yeah. area. You know, a lot of real good fighters. You know, don't disclose clothes. You know, uh, Ray Oliveira, Jason mm-hmm. Pius, yep. uh, Scott Pemberton, yep. all good fighters. They all held uh, local 
um, national titles. You yes. Know? So you got to give them credit. It's not easy to think about it. No, it isn't. There are hundreds of thousands of fighters out there fighting for the same thing. You know, an opportunity to hold the belt or to be a championship. Yep. You know? so like I said, with you know, when New Bedford had a lot of good fighters, like I said, Ray Oliveira, Jason Pius, and uh, yeah. Scott Pepperton. You know, real good fighters, you know. Yeah, yeah it sure was. Fighters. Yeah. The, uh, got a question here. Who was the toughest opponent in the ring for you? In the ring for me was, uh, good question. Uh, I don't think I had a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't pick, pick one, mm -hmm. you know, because every fight was a fight. Yeah. Oh, Stevie Miranda for one. Oh, see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Stevie Miranda, yes. It was Steve Miranda, Ricky Gonzalez, yeah. um, Henry Covey. These guys beat me, boy, when I was younger. You know? What about your sisters, you know? They were uh, tough, man. I beat them. <laughs> they beat them. <laughs> yeah. I was always in trouble. Yeah. I was always, yeah. <laughs> I was always, I, the, the toughest support I ever had was my mother. Your mother, yeah. She was the toughest supporter. I said to guys, my mom, come to ring with Mike Tyson. She knocked on Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? She wasn't she was not, afraid of him. She was not sure. afraid of him, you know? The, my uh, mom was tough, but she was she was loving. She was loving. Oh, know? look at the people she raised, you know. Yeah, yeah, Good like woman. Seven kids, they were without them yeah. very well. Very well. All right, someone's on there. That's my uncle. Must be Chris, right? Could be. I don't know. It doesn't say a name. It says yeah. Facebook user. But it's all right. Not there. So he was trained by Mr. Lima. Oh, yeah. 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 Mr. Lima was one of our trainers, too. Yeah. You know, because I think after Mr. Lima, I left the uh, uh, Chima South then It's called City Mission. Yeah. Then. Mm -hmm. What's it called? What's it called? Dennis and Memorial. Dennis Memorial. Yeah. Mr. Lima trained down there. and then But uh, for some reason, they closed the boxing part down there. He came mm -hmm. here to visit. Mr. Lima also trained Mr. Visit. Yeah. I think it was last, last of his last two or three fights. Mm -hmm. You know, very knowledgeable, you know. Yeah. Like I said, I, I had some outstanding people in my corner. Um what I call professors of boxing. You know? What about Benny Spinola? Mark's Mark's father there. Mark, Mark Spinola's father, yeah. yeah. He was tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was tough. He was yeah. tough. Mark. Yeah. He's Good tough. guy, but tough. Yeah. yeah. He was. Um the uh I I like um I like the fact that um you know they they're bringing more fights out mm. outside. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and and I don't know if fighters do like that, but I, I do like that outside. It's only because of the nostalgia, yeah. you know, it's that vintage look, you know, yeah. you're outside, outdoors on a football field, and you got guys out there, and uh, they're boxing. I would like to bring that back to New Bedford. You know? That'd be nice if to come back. Um, I mean, I fought a few times as a pro as well as an amateur outside. It's a different it's a different type of atmosphere, mm -hmm. being outside boxing compared to being, you know, being in the gym or, or, or auditorium boxing. Yeah. There's something about fighting on the outdoors. It's true. Let's see here. What we got here? All right. We love you, Joe. Yep. We love you too, Melinda. Tell Tony. Straighten out the afro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We love him. So that's uh see, there's so many people proud of you, man. You've done so much. When I started advertising that you were going to be on the podcast, yeah. you know, the comments were coming out, you know, left and right. You know, they were definitely um, good, good, good reputation That's with nice. the city you Thank have, you. man. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, the Bedford is my city. I was raised here. And, uh, I came back to the Bedford because, you know, I missed the Bedford. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to run away and move someplace else. You're eventually going to come back. You know, yeah. For some reason, the Buffers got that, that magnet that draws you back. You know, I've had the opportunity to stay in Vegas. I probably would stay in Vegas or California. But, I, you know, my family and friends are here. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the Buffers. Yeah. yeah. I like the you know, Now, next know? next week, we got uh, Frank Slaughter from Vegas. Well, he's from here. Oh. But he's uh, he's out in Vegas now, and he's going to be on the podcast. Uh, oh, what's he doing? Um, he's a trainer oh, in Vegas. He actually, yeah, really? he worked a couple of times with Pacquiao, yeah, um, all right. and, and numerous others. Is uh, so he's going to tell some of his stories. Yeah, I never met him. I, yeah, know, and yeah. in fact, I had a missed call today. I got to yeah. call him tonight. Okay. You know, so, but uh, he's 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 definitely um, yeah. got New Bedford ties, New Bedford yeah, family, yeah. West Lawn kid. Oh, you know, nice. yeah. Well, you Actually, know, Dartmouth, I think it is. One thing about Vegas, I mean, if you, if you want to look for boxing career, Vegas is the place to go. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're going to meet everybody around the world, because everybody around the world that wants to become into that professional boxing, they have gravitated to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Vegas gravitates that type of uh, atmosphere for fighters. I never care for Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I never care for Vegas. Mm-hmm. I went there because I went to turn pro, and Mr. Vince sent me there. You know, but I never cared for Vegas. I don't gamble. Yep. I'm not a party person. You know, it's. To go and visit, I've been there. I've been back a few times. It's great, you know. I don't What's the gamble. greatest spot you you boxed at? Uh, Caesar's Palace. All right. For a box at Caesar's Palace. See that? Yeah, that big time, a, man. Yeah. That was awesome, man. That was a feeling. I fought on the Virgil Hill, and I'm sorry, uh, Alan Salem and Mike McCallum's on the card. Yep. And uh, uh, and I fought at Caesar's Palace. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. That was the plateau baby fighter. Who got the pitches, man? I don't know who got the pitches. <laughs> We got, we gotta find this yeah. stuff, man. We gotta yeah. find this. Yeah. You know, it's uh what about Madison Square Garden? Anywhere I, in New York? No, I've not found New York. No. Uh, most of most of my fights came out of Vegas, Arizona, uh Mexico, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I fought a lot in New Mexico. Um, you know, because for a while I was having a hard time getting opponents to fight, you know. Okay. Uh, so I had to move up away. I started off as 147 welterweight division, yeah. but to get a fight, sometimes I had to move up away wow. to get a fight, you know. And like I said, a lot of it was done in Mexico and New Mexico, you know. Hey, experiences, I just want to get that fight, get the win, you know. Nobody was there willing to, you know, step in the ring with me in Vegas. Yeah. I had to move out another I was going to try to get a fight, you know. You know, fighters, fighters today, they don't want to fight the top fighters in the division. Yeah. Everybody's ducking. This guy to get to the guy that's on top so they can make big money, mm-hmm. which is you know you want to turn pro. That's the the focus of professional boxing. It's money. Yeah, you know. But that belt though, man, is that pride of belt. And today, I think that we they're losing that pride to hold on to that belt mm-hmm. and just try to make the money. The money ain't gonna last. No, you know. But that that uh, achievement of you win a world title, you know, there's hundreds of hundreds of thousands of fighters in the world, and you get a world title. That's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You know. And you've had like I said. Scott Bimelton, Jason Pius, and Valvera all held all held belts, you know. Yeah. And you gotta commend them for what they did. That was, that was a strong. It took a strong man, a strong fighter, to compete at that level and to get a title, you know. We got um, got Drew Drew Dwelly, the uh, Bedford kid, yeah. moved down to Miami, yeah. got trained, and he's gonna be playing. He's gonna be fighting here in September, oh, yeah. um, yeah. uh, in the Boston area. I forget, yeah, but yeah. uh. And, I posted it on uh, my page, but yeah. um, so it doesn't matter. You know, like you said, you born and raised in New Bedford, you, you come, know, back, come back. You know, come look, back Drew, Drew trained in Miami, he's <laughs> coming come back. Come back home anyways. That's awesome, though. 
I hope they pack the house for him yeah. at home. I hope so. Well, get a home They'll dude. be able to us get out there, get, get support the home, yeah. support him, you know. And he's good. Yeah. I've he's seen him good. fight twice, you know, he's a yeah. decent fighter. You know, his defense has not to be questionable, but, yeah. you know. One thing that we did learn in boxing was, hey, listen, I don't hit you, but you're not going to hit me. Mm-hmm. That was my service, you know something? When we started getting hit, he pulled the whip. Mm-hmm. He had a whip in that corner. You know? I, you know what? I got. I got to ask Kathleen. Huh. Who has that whip? I know. Jason has that whip. Oh, Jason Pies has that whip. Oh. That same horse whip. Yeah. He's too busy. I've been trying to get yeah. him on his podcast. Yeah, man. I, I just... see him every uh, every Saturday because I go yeah. to the gym room. All right. At the gym at the Kill Gym. Yeah, I see him every Friday. But yeah, he's got that whip. Yeah, Jason got that whip. Oh, I get imagine, it. imagine that you step into the ring with a guy in front of you punching you, mm-hmm. and Mr. Vista behind you with a whip. Yeah. So you put your hands up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, that was the training aspect, you know. Um, Robbie, Robbie Mendes told me a story yeah. about Andre, yeah. and um, yeah. I guess uh, he was loafing, running around the gym. You know yeah. how Mr. V had you guys going, and uh, uh, yeah. so Andre was goofing off. So he uh, he tried to pull something on uh, Mr. V, you know. Uh, yeah. So he just wet his shirt with water. <laughs> Like he's sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. V chasing around the whip. <laughs> so, but uh, one of my good stories yeah, yeah. in my book that I have. Um, yeah, he was, Mr. Vincent was a mentor to a lot of kids in this area. Uh, the father figure to a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was definitely an asset to Buffett. Yeah. You know, he and was. You know, one thing I like, he didn't hide anything that he was involved in. No, he Good, didn't. bad, or ugly. No. He always told Tell you the, the truth. truth. Just yeah. how it is. Yes, he is. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know when we lost Mr. Vincent Buffett, we lost a great man. We yeah. lost a father. You know, an uncle, a mentor. He was something else. And you know what, child? He never asked for nothing in return. Nope. He never asked for nothing in return. He'll give you everything he has. I spent time with you. He never asked for nothing in return. He was a great man. He was a great man. He had everything he wanted, and it was Mrs. Vincent. Oh, yeah. That's all he wanted. Address, yep. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. They were together sixty something years, mm-hmm. six hundred years. Yeah, till he passed. You know, he was a great man. He was. Yeah. I miss him every day. Yeah. Have you reached out to Roger House? Oh yeah, he's, he's doing a, all right. Yeah, is he good for him? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks to that dude, you guys got a lot because Roger, of him. Roger, Roger did a lot for the boys' club and the fighters at the boys' yeah. club. Yes. Um, when Mr. Vince started getting sick, Roger be the one, you know, carrying the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then Mr. Lima passed away, you know, and um, you know, Roger took that, that baton and he ran with it, you know, and that was good. It was good, you know. So how's your godchild doing in boxing? My godchild, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> he's not in the gym. Oh wow. He's not in the gym, yeah. All right. He's dead, yeah. He's not in the gym. I said, which is okay, you know, he's you know, he's chasing girls now. He's in a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, that's all right. You know, it if it's, he likes the training, but you know, he's got to work, go to school, and have a girlfriend. There's no time. Yeah, I see kid is gonna have fun. Yep. You know, because if you start taking boxing, said, like when we were at I young age, it was after school, we're going to, we're going to train. Yeah, we're training from two to three hours a day, six days a week. Mm-hmm. Those days we are off for Sunday. You know, those days are off for Sunday. Wow, but we trained every day and. You know, we made it to the gym. People say, wow, that's crazy. But at the time when you're a kid, you didn't know any better. That was our lifestyle that we, mm-hmm. you know, got involved into. It was, you know. We didn't have know. those games. We didn't no. have the game systems. No. Yeah, we had it. Sorry, but that yeah, wasn't something that was going to keep us in the yeah. house, you know. <laughs> yeah. We'd no. run around, you know. You run had around. to do something physical. Yeah, you had to. You know, something you would. You know, funny thing, I did, like I said, you know, Monty's Park. I mean, that's where they hung out. Yep. My father never let me hang out at Monty's Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why? And, and look how close you live to it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I lived on Russell Street. Yeah. yeah. I lived on Russell Street at the time. My father and all to go by the park. I mean, Monty's Park. And I know one time, I didn't even go to the park. I was coming in that direction. And I look over, my father behind me going, what are you doing? Back it. I told you I was going to I didn't go to the park. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. I got a big old crack in the back of my head. Like, what are you doing, you know? You know? He did, you know. A lot of people, you know, a lot of good people came out of Monty's Park. You know, yeah. some some did well. Of course, others, you know, didn't fan as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my old friends. Some of them passing from drug overdose and all that. But, uh, you know, uh, at the time, something wasn't bad, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now you have the gangbangers everywhere. And listen, guys, young people, you're fighting is fighting each other. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense. You know, you got the Southern guys against the Western guys. Put that aside. You know, some, some of them are family. Mm-hmm. That's some dumb you are. You don't need a game. Yep. You don't need a game. Your family's your game. Your family's your game. You know? What I try to tell the kids, especially when they were middle school age yeah. and thinking about it mm-hmm. in high school, I say, you know what? This is going to, hopefully, this is just a phase yeah. with you because yeah. eventually you're going to get to an age where you're going to see a pretty girl in your life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And that pretty girl lives in the West End or the South End. <laughs> what are you gonna do now? <laughs> Not going. You keep sneak up, you know. Yeah. It, you know. No. So eventually, you know, it, it has. You know, hopefully, it comes to a good halt by them so. just getting out of the thing. But Listen, uh, yeah, the West you know, End, as South we know, End doesn't matter. Some have you know, passed away. Quite a few. Quite yeah. a few have passed. Some away. are for in no, jail. No, yeah, there's, not, there's no need for that. There's yeah. absolutely no need for that. I'm not having a kid in jail. As, uh, when I was um, working. And I remember this kid saying, you know, Varela? I said, what's up? He said, listen, you know what I regret? I said, what? I regret pulling the trigger. He was like, I forgot the kid's name. But he was looking at 25 to life mm-hmm. sentence for shooting an individual. Yeah. You know? And he goes, you know, Varela, when I, when I pulled that trigger, I knew I couldn't pull that trigger. I couldn't call that bullet back. No. Nope. That man sat at the jail for, I think, um, a year before he got tried, you know, tried and He's upstate now, okay. you know, that lifetime bit. But young guy, he was young. He sat there for a while. And he goes, you know, I know what I did. Because I couldn't call that bullet back. When I fired that gun, I couldn't call it back. He regret that every day. Yep. He took a life, you know. He took a life. And, he and in, in a sense, the law took your life. Because mm-hmm. now you're going to jail as a young man. God knows when you come out. If you ever come out, you know. It's not worth it, you know what I'm saying? No, it is. You're fighting for nothing. You're fighting, you know, fight for your future. Yes, you know? Exactly. Well, the uh, let's see how much time we got here. All right, uh, all right, I'm gonna look, can't see the time. All right, what we're gonna do, um, we still got a few minutes, about 15 minutes. Um, the um, I, I've tried to uh, talk to a lot of kids and yeah. um, over the years about, you know, boxing, making mm-hmm. right choices yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, college, trade school. Mm. One thing I've been actually trying to get kids to get into is the trade schools, you know, and yeah, um, yeah. because uh, you learn a trade. You have something in forever, you know. And you're closer yeah. to owning your own business by having a trade. Trade like this, it's high demand right now. Yeah. You know, and COVID has shown us that, uh, you know, if you have a trade, you're going to be in demand, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, it's something that if you're not going to go to college, and I was never a college person. I went to yeah. BCC, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, for me, it was, uh, you know, it was hot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
But for some kids, like some, some, this college is not for everyone. But if you're not going to college, learn the trade. Yes. Learn the trade. You know what I'm saying? If anything. Because you don't want to come out of high school. You come out of high school, you come, come home empty handed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's the future like? You, know? you do it right at New Bedford Vogue. You can do it. Get hey, a trade. Not even, I mean, you could do it during yeah. high school yeah. while yeah. you're there. You but even back. if you're out of high school, you, you go, go back. back. You can still go back and learn the trade. You know? Tons of There's always jobs. Tons of courses there. Oh, I man. Like I said, I, I've had uh, carpenters come to my house and plumbers. And prices are ridiculous. Yeah. But they're in demand. Mm-hmm. They're in demand. As if, if you don't want to go to college and get education, learn a trade. Male and female, learn a trade. You know. If you need electrician, plumber. Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. I got him my family, man. <laughs> you know? Call him anytime, man. <laughs> no, what do you do? Uh, me? I do, hey, I pick up the knife and fork. That's all I do. You know? <laughs> Michelle is good. Yeah, she does. She you does. Know. Trying to lose weight now, man. I'll forget that. You know? uh, I'm afraid to gain weight. <laughs> yeah, they call him. Yeah. Not Heavy D, but Heavy Charlie, you know? <laughs> you, know? you rap get... like Heavy D? Uh, no, I can't rap. <laughs> if, I'd be golden because Michelle loves Heavy D. Yeah. Does he? Oh my God! What happened here? All right, here we go. All right, so um, something's going on here. All right, so all right, um, so well, Joe, I just want to um, you know, again, thank you for being here. I want to thank. I'm honored to be here with you, Charlie, for you asking me. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. I want to thank Lionel Walker in the communal space. Yeah. To having us here, you know, awesome. great, you. great location. Yes, it is. Two forty six awesome. Union Street in Bedford. So, uh, oh. and Joe, now you have a video. Now you have another video. I got another video, yes. But this will be on YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah. It's gonna be on on uh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I always have it later on, and uh, within the hour, I'll go home and I'm gonna download it to Anchor yeah. and Spotify. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So. My video. All right. Even if you don't want to see the video of, of my ugly face on this side, you That's know, right. I, I, you I, know, I, you can do an audio on. I love you, brother. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, New Bedford. Yes. Thank you, New Bedford. Thank you, everyone, for joining me and my guest, Joe Varela, New Bedford boxer, turned pro. Now he's an officer and a gentleman. Can't wait until he retires like me, you know. <laughs> it's almost time, Joe. Almost time. Man. Almost time, yeah. man. You know, it's funny how our parents say, listen, do it now because before you know it'll be too late. Yeah. Because time goes by fast. Yeah, okay, man. Okay, Dad. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? When you start hitting that 20-year mark, 21-year mark, it does go by fast. Mm-hmm. You know, grab a hold of your life right now, run with it, do what you want to do. You know, if you get dreams and desperation, go and get it, go and get it now. Don't wait. Nope. Don't wait. And if your kids are straggling with them, man, grab them and take them with you. you that's know? right. Take them with you because you got to take family first. Get that pension, brother. Yep, that's it. And um, but uh, stay safe. I will. And you will. Thank you. I want you to enjoy your pension for forty-five years. Forty-five right? years. Yeah, forty-five <laughs> years. All right. <laughs> so, all right, everyone. Thank you uh, for joining me on the Really Charlie podcast, and uh, actually. Uh, we have another podcast next Wednesday with Frank Slaughter. He's also he's uh, in the boxing game. He's a trainer out in Las Vegas. He's going to share some boxing stories with us um, next Wednesday, same time. And uh, please, please uh, tune in. 
Also, go to YouTube, subscribe to my channel, Really Charlie. And also, I have some other previous shows that are on uh, Anchor and Spotify. Just, just punch in Really Charlie, and uh, all the shows will appear. All right, y'all. Thank you. Love you. Thank you for the comments. And, and uh, like I said, next week. God bless. Stay blessed. Thank Be you, well. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Awesome. Great.